come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news, tips, and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Vini, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I'm Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And welcome to, to what should be a really fun episode. We've got a special guest coming up in just a minute or two here who has been cruising. And, and look, I know what you're thinking. Of course, he's been cruising. But I'm talking like within the last couple of weeks. It's, it's been the last couple of weeks, right? Um, Has it been longer than that? Maybe I, I think maybe, maybe just over soon. a week. Just over, yes. It's very recently. Very, very recently. So so that's coming up. But uh, before we get to that, do we have any anything we need to, to tell people or um, say? or I don't know. Last week was so exciting because cruises were happening. Last right. couple of weeks. I mean, it's yes. still... There's more ships going out, right? There's like a carnival ship going out this weekend. Two, right? Two carnival ships going out yes, this weekend. Yes, one going out of Galveston. Yeah. And then, and then uh, the, the horizon. horizon going out of Miami. Miami. So that's exciting. Of course, there's also Elsa. Let it blow. Let it blow. Really? Away from us and go. Oh, okay. uh, yes. Uh, so that's interesting. But I, you know, the... Here's the thing I was thinking about. So we went to the Keys, like Key Largo. I don't know how long ago that was because it was August. pandemic time. So it seems like it could have been it decades was, it ago. It was last August. Last August. Yeah. And there was some storm action. And it was it was a little touch and go. Like, were we going to go? Were we going to get touched? That kind of thing. But, um, but, but the thing is, the thing is, because we were in one location, the Keys, like we were at the mercy of the storm. The good thing about cruising is, you know, I was thinking about this because I, uh, I think like Sharon at Seas going out of Galveston, I'm like, they can probably just totally avoid it. And like, even if they do get stuck with crappy weather, it's probably going to be like one day and then the storms move the other direction, they're, then they're moving. So um, so that's a, kind of a real perk of, of cruising, I yeah. think. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Um... Happy 4th of July, yeah. if you're listening to this on Sunday, before, after, whatever. Um, happy Independence Day, 4th of July. You know what I want to say? We haven't gotten any emails in a while. Oh, we haven't? No. So, I mean, we did get we, one from, from Mary like a week or so ago that we didn't actually reply to. Or we didn't mention because it was specifically for us about something that was happening at the zoo. But I, we did get that email, Mary. Um, we just never replied to you. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, we haven't gotten any emails, so... Well, we haven't really been pushing the email, so let's put well, that out there. Well, that's now. what I'm doing right now. All right. Uh, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. I almost forgot the email. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, send us questions, stories, comments... Pictures. Com complaints. Questions. Whatever you got. Whatever you got. I shouldn't say complaints with, with Josh from Adventures Ahead on here because... Because no. he will send a complaint for sure. But uh, no, but seriously, we, we like to hear from you guys. And uh, if you send us something interesting, we'll probably read it on the um, on the podcast. Yeah. So, so um, with all that being said, are you ready? I think I think I'm ready. We're going to bring on our, our guest. Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> She's pointing to a screen. I am. I'm this pointing is great audio for those listening to the audio. <laughs> so let's let's introduce him first and then we'll bring him in to. Okay. Fold. Okay. So, so this is somebody we we met through the cruising community, mm -hmm. and uh, but he is actually a, kind of a neighbor. So we need to meet him in person. We do. His name is Nick, and he has a YouTube channel that is fairly new. I think he's got three videos on there. He also, um, like mostly you and a little bit me, um, <laughs> is is a travel consultant, agent, whatever, advisor, advisor whatever you want to call it. Um, but he definitely does more than cruising. We kind of focus on just cruising. He does that for sure, but also um, on his channel, which we'll talk about a little bit in, in a minute, but um, he, 
he does some really great reviews of different um, hotels and, and all-inclusive type things or yeah so anyway with that being said let's bring nick into all right the conversation let's do that let's do this and let's do this hey nick welcome i guess thanks for having me (laughs) well thank you for coming on we look we wanted to get some people's perspectives of the of the cruising that's happening again and we knew that you just went on the first North American cruise, but there's some other reasons we specifically wanted to get you on here, which we'll get into in a little bit. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about you and your channel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. So my name's Nick. Uh, I, I am a pretty close neighbor. Just live over the bridge in St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, I've lived down here since 2013. So I guess I'm now a Floridian, just uh, misplaced from Pennsylvania originally. Uh, let's see. The I... <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, I guess uh, the fire truck going by. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm outside. Actually, I'm I'm on the outside of the house. Um, we have a 16 month old who we'll talk about a little bit on the uh, about the cruise, and uh, he's inside sleeping, so didn't want to bother him. So I got kicked outside. <laughs> sorry, sorry, but um, Nick's okay. Oh, oh good. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Make Waves Vacations is my new YouTube channel. Um, j- just like you said, I just started it not too long ago. Actually, when we went to uh, Bahamar in the Bahamas, that's kind of when I started the whole YouTube channel. And I'm a little backlogged on my adventure stuff, I have, but I have a bunch of Adventure of the Seas content that's going to be coming up on that channel as well. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and look, you had mentioned when you did your first video and that was uh, the Bahamar in Nassau. And, you know, I went and we went and we watched it and I was like, wow, this is his first video. What? Yeah. Like that's a heck? really well made <laughs> video. No. Yeah. I mean, and we're not just saying that because you're on the podcast, but, uh, but you know, like the, the way you narrate it and the, and your camera angles and everything, it was just, it was just really well done, very informative and, uh, and very enjoyable to watch. So definitely go and check out, his YouTube channel, and we will put the link. I already in put the, it in there. Look at that. I already did it. Good job. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So, um, so you went on this cruise. So, tell us the cruise, what it was, where it went, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we went on Adventure of the Seas. It's a Royal Caribbean ship. And this was the first uh, sailing out of North America. So it did not leave from the United States. We actually embarked the ship in Nassau, Bahamas. So we did have to fly over there from Tampa to get on the ship. Um, It was a seven-day cruise. We went from Nassau to Perfect Day, Coco Cay, where we stayed for two days. Uh, We went on a sea day down to Cozumel, Mexico, where we stayed a day. One more sea day coming back up. And then Grand Bahama. Uh, Freeport, and then back to Nassau to end the cruise. That's a unique itinerary. I mean, obviously it's unique times, but like to go to, well, you start in Nassau, which is usually like one of the main stops for a lot of cruises, but then to hit Freeport and then Cozumel, but the two days in Coco Cay too, like all all that is kind of different. But uh, before we get into the itinerary, Everybody wants to know what is it like cruising now? Like what what was your experience like the whole thing? I mean, getting on the ship and all that stuff. Yeah, sure. The um the, the getting on the ship part, I mean, well, for us was the biggest challenge. It's we're used to driving and living in Florida. I mean, I guess we're just spoiled that way. But so actually getting all of our stuff on an airplane and getting over to the Bahamas was probably the biggest part, especially with a 16-month-old. But um, right when we got to the Bahamas, the nice thing that Royal Caribbean did was they had the luggage carts right outside of the airport. So you didn't have to drag, like put all your stuff in a taxi, then drag it down the pier or anything like that. They just took it from you and it met you right on the ship. Um, Since Nassau doesn't really have much of a pier right now, it's under like some pretty major construction, that whole terminal area. They made us check in at the Hilton British Colonial. So that's where we uh, did the standard cruise check-in, showed our proof of vaccination, and also we had to get a COVID test 
uh, before we board it. So it was a rapid COVID test. After all that was done, getting on the actual ship was easy. It was just a little bit of a longer walk since we had to walk from the Hilton all the way to the ship. Uh, they did have shuttles if you wanted them. But other than that, that was the, the that was the hardest part of, uh, of the whole vacation. The rest of it um, was much more normalized than different for being the first cruise back. Did they do a, a, a COVID test on Nico too? No, because he was under two. So anybody under two, they didn't have to do a COVID test. And from what I've heard is they've actually already changed that protocol. Now you have to come to the Bahamas with a COVID test within so many days. So I think it was just the first cruise where they were testing everybody right at the pier. And I think they they, they sent us an email about two days before the cruise saying that they were changing their mind about the whole COVID test thing and that they were going to do a rapid test once we got to the ship. Okay. So let me make sure I understand. So did you fly in and get on the ship the same day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, going from Tampa, I, I normally wouldn't recommend that to anybody if you're you know, taking a longer flight. But from Tampa to Nassau, it's a pretty quick uh, hop over there. And, they, and that's pretty, but that's pretty cool that they took your bags from the airport to the ship like they there must have been other people right. doing that because they they had that set up like that's super convenient. I don't even know, I don't know anything about the airport and uh, in NASA. Is it pretty far from the cruise terminal or is it kind of close? I would say about 15, 20 minute taxi ride. Okay, that's not bad. So not too bad. Yeah, no, not too bad. Not bad at all. What what was Nassau like? Did it did it look? Because I I know Nassau depends a lot on tourism. Obviously, cruising isn't the only tourism yep. source that they have. But did it look like the the touristy aspect of Nassau from what you saw? Was it up and running, or was was everything kind of shut down, or how'd that look? Yeah, I mean, when we were at Baja Mar that at the, on the resort, it, it was and this was back in March. There there was a lot of people there. I mean, it was pretty much in full operation. Um, same with the other resorts over there, like Atlantis is the other pretty well-known one. That's in full swing. But this is my first time going downtown in Nassau, like because the where the Hilton was is kind of right downtown, where the cruise ship is is right in that very touristy area. And for the most part, by and large, everything was closed. So um, Senior Frogs right there was closed. That straw market that they have was closed. Um, a lot of the jewelry stores were closed. The only thing that was open was the Pirate Republic Brewery. brewery. Oh, yeah. And I've been there. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, I, I wondered how places like that are, are faring. It's got to be, it's got to be rough. So, but yeah, you got on the ship, sure. and then when you get on the ship, were, was there like, did they give you stuff ahead of time like these are going to be the rules or did they did they give you the rules as you got on the ship or how did that all work they sent us an email royal about a week before the cruise um detailing kind of what to expect once we got uh, not only over to nassau but then on board the ship and I, I was actually pretty surprised i was fully going into this vacation thinking you know even though i'm vaccinated and everyone over 16 had to be on this cruise I was still expecting to wear a mask and you know all that sort of stuff but though once we got the final protocols the week before you did not have to wear a mask at all in any spaces the only place that you had to wear a mask was when you were um, in the hilton and then in the bahamas because the bahamas still has a mask mandate so you have to wear a mask even if you're outside and actually we got a little yelled at when we were walking from the hilton to the ship because we didn't have a mask on and a police officer stopped us and told us, you know, we have to put the mask on until we get to the ship. So um, other than that, though, on the ship itself, there was a lot less people. And, you know, this was just due to reduced capacity. So out of a possible 3,800 guests that could have been on board that ship, we, there was 1,068 uh, adults and children and about 975 crew. So, you know, just under 2,000 people. And um, it didn't feel crowded at all. So it was not like a normal cruise in that regard in terms of crowds. Uh, other than that, 
everything else was going pretty the same. Um, some of the other things I noticed were they've really tried to push moving everything to an iPhone or an app. So including all the menus for all of their restaurants. So there was no more um, paper menus or like just regular menus that they would normally hand you. Um, that was all gone. A lot of the, if you had to communicate uh, to the ship for anything, like at one point we had to register for a departure COVID test and that was all done through the app. Um, we also had to tell them what time we wanted to get off the ship on the last day. And that was all done through the app. So they were really pushing that new electronic way of working. So uh, that, that was the biggest change. Now, did they say anything about whether that was based on COVID stuff or is that more like them trying to be greener or maybe a little bit of both or, or did they give you any input? They, they really didn't, but you know, I just think it's probably just due to COVID. You, the one thing I noticed, you could still get like the paper cruise compasses if you went down to guest services, but they were not putting them in the rooms anymore. They were just um, making sure that you knew how to get on the app. What about the mustard roll? That was the best change that's ever happened to cruising. So, uh, <laughs> like, we could, if one good thing comes out of COVID, then that was it. So, the the mustard drill, you um, on the plane, even you can watch the safety video, and once you do that, it kind of gives you like a little green check mark that you've watched the video on the app, um, and you have to listen to the emergency signal, and again, it'll give you a little check mark. Then once you're on the ship, all you have to do is before, I think they said to us like before 5.30, we had to go to our muster station. And we did it about maybe an hour or so after getting on the ship. So we were just walking around. I actually had a drink in my hand. We were exploring the ship and we were on deck four. So I was just like, let's just go outside to the lifeboat area and find our station, get this over with. So we went out. There was a ton of crew out there, all lined up underneath the stations. We were the only three people out there. And we went up to our station. They scanned our key card. They gave us a brief tutorial on how to put on a life jacket and what to do in case of an emergency. It took about five minutes. And then we were done. That was it. Huh. That, that sounds amazing. Not, not only does that sound amazing, I feel like it's actually a safer way to do things well, like yeah, it's, people it's probably kind of pay more attention yeah, yeah. And, and you have to go yeah. to your must like like you have to go to your muster station before but that just seems right. like that's just smarter for so many reasons so i know carnival Kimbra yep. i felt bad for the crew that was out there i felt bad for the crew that was out there because they had a stand like in the sun all day outside oh, for like you know probably seven hours before they did shifts but there was a lot of crew out there that gets, that gets a little warm. Yeah. You heard that the, Kimber, you heard that the carnival was doing away with like the the fun times and stuff, paper version yeah. for, the, for the most part. And they were saying that was more of an environmental I, thing. I'm guessing that it's it happened because of COVID. They're keeping it that way to be environmental. And, and to save money, I'm and sure, to save which money. is fine. Yeah. I, but, and I was cool. Like when she told me that, I was like, "That's cool," because I'd been using the the app and stuff when I cruised. But then when you said no, like the the digital menus, that would I get it if they don't if they can't do that right now. But that would kind of that would kind of I, be a I little. I kind of like I kind of like you know that. you go to the the MDR and they hand you the menu yeah. and you get to like that's part of the experience. So I I get the digital part. But I do think that the menu should stay. Hopefully, they'll menu. bring that back. Yeah. That, that's probably that probably is just a COVID thing, and that'll probably come back. I, I hope mean, we so. see that in restaurants I like locally that too. Part. I know that's that's what I was like when you said that, Nick. I was like, oh, I don't know. They about throw that, the napkin but... on your lap. They hand you the menu. <laughs> like you feel a little bit special. You're you are a little bit special. right, right. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cool. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. Speaking of the crew, um, I mean, obviously, customer service on cruise ships is almost always outstanding. But could you sense like a like a positive emotion or anything from the crew? Like, were they like, "Oh, we're so glad to be back," or were they just like, 
Was it just like normal, or did you pick up anything like that? They they were super excited to be back. I mean, you could tell it from the first security officer that we met um, getting on the ship to every bartender, every waiter, everyone that we interacted with. Um, it, it was definitely above and beyond service from everybody that was on the ship. And I mean, you couldn't really see their faces because they were wearing masks, but they did have a picture of their full face on a pin so you could see what they looked like behind the mask. Um, and yeah, you could just tell they were really happy to, to see guests again. That's yeah, a that's, really, that's, cool. that's a really cool idea. Yeah. Like that's a really great idea because I feel like not only could you have a picture of a person, which would kind of bring back a little bit more of that personal mm -hmm. connection, but if you have a picture of that person with a big smile on their face, that might psychologically transfer because it's, you know, it's. It's hard to smile right. behind the mask. Well, you could smile, but nobody can tell. Right. Like, you can, like, I, because we have to wear masks at the aquarium, and so when I'm, when I'm communicating with with visitors and stuff with guests, a lot of times I I feel like I try and smile, I try and be really positive, and it doesn't work with the mask. Yeah. I try and smile with my eyes, right. which may be sort of effective, but not super effective. But that would be an interesting, yeah. so I mean, being, partial solution. Being able to see the full face is actually it's it's really helpful like i think of doing doing camp check-in and i don't know all the camp kids that well but the ones that i know are the ones that come year after year because i i help with camp check-in that part but mm -hmm. this year with all the masks it's it's been really weird because the kids will come up and it'll be like you know this kid that i know gavin or something like that and i'm like Oh, I didn't even recognize you with the mask covering half of your face. Like really seeing that other half of the face is actually important. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I mean, we, we get so much sure. from facial expressions and stuff. Yeah. Like that, but, so that's cool. So it sounds like it went like a pretty normal cruise. Did it feel weird though having um, that few of people on it? Was that like a, was that a good thing? Was it a like a non-factor? Was it kind of like uh, this feels a little empty? Like how did that affect your cruise? I would say when you got on and like you, you realized that the ship was sailing away and that was the amount of guests that were going to be on board, you, at first, you were like, oh, this seems like not very crowded and there's no one, I'm not packed in an atrium or whatnot. And then by like day two, three, it just became like your normal population. The one thing though I would say is since there were so few people, you really, like, not that you knew everyone by name, but everyone had their spots you could tell like throughout the week and you just always saw the same people i mean so you probably pass everyone on the ship since there's not not that many people there but um other than that it was it was normal the the only the only difference was you did have to make reservations if you wanted to see any show like that's different for royal and you couldn't sit at a bar so i think that's just temporary you know they, just for distancing yeah. so like you you could go to the bar for a drink but you were not allowed to sit anymore. Interesting. Yeah, that that is a that is a bit of a of a change there. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Like the last cruise we were on, which was a Royal Caribbean, mm -hmm. um, and it was I don't know that it was a it felt like it was an emptier ship. It just had a different vibe, which wasn't necessarily a bad thing. It was kind of more of a laid back cruise, I guess. But it definitely felt different. Yeah. And I've been on other cruises like that too. And I've been on the opposite extreme. I'd much rather have a less right. dense cruise than a really populated cruise like the carnival i did a carnival breeze cruise and it was so packed that it was just i mean it was still a wonderful experience because it was a cruise but it definitely impacted my experience because it was so crowded yeah and stuff sure yeah sure okay do you want to ask any more questions about that part or i, I want to jump into to what we really got nick on here for? you want to go that way <laughs> i was going to save that for last and, you and go backwards okay Let's travel, go, travel back. I don't from, know where we're going back to, but let's go back. <laughs> well, your your last port stop was Freeport, Grand Bahama. Is that correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. So what did you do there? So we didn't have anything planned for that, that day. And since we did have a 16-month-old with us, it was a tad challenging to plan things that he could participate in. So we just treated it as a pool day and we let him splash around in the splash pad that 
they have for babies, and we just sat by the pool. Okay, so that was cool. our I that was our that. Grand Bahama day. So, so real quick, this is since he's obviously not very old. This is your first time taking him on a cruise. Yeah, correct. We were meaning to bring him a while ago, but all those things got canceled along the way. So this was the first time that he's actually been on a cruise. He was, was on a, a Disney cruise when he was still in his mommy's belly, but that was it. <laughs> was it a lot different cruising with with a little one compared to, I mean, obviously it's probably different, but was it like a lot different for you? It was. It, it was definitely not the same experience as it was before when it was just, you know, two adults sailing together, but it was fun. Like, I'm glad we. I have the week to spend with him like normally he's in daycare during the day when we're working we both work from home right now so you know we get to see him at night and then he goes back to daycare in the morning so like having the whole week just to kind of hang out and play around with him was fun but it was definitely up to his schedule so whatever kind of he wanted to do at the time that's what we were doing um and i did attempt to take him to one of the ice shows that they had and he sat in it for about 30 minutes or so and then that was it. He wanted nothing more to do with that ice show after that. But uh, so, yeah, we were just trying to keep him happy. And for the most part, he was fine. He just stayed up a lot later than he usually does. I guess he realized he was on vacation, too. So um, <laughs> I would just I would walk him around the ship like constantly. And if anyone that's listening to this podcast was on that cruise, I was the guy like walking around with a stroller like nine miles a day around the ship. That was me. <laughs> We, and we probably will have people that were on that cruise because I know several other like creators and stuff mm -hmm. were on there. Some of them, some of them watch this. And I, also, I will say sure. this, Nick, just from watching your videos, your your videos that you have on YouTube now, like it's very obvious how much you really enjoy spending time with your son and and you really focus. You could tell you were really focused on his experience. So I'm sure that cruising is different, but probably the trade off is probably. Mostly positive too, because you, you get all these new experiences that you're going to now have. As, and as he gets older, I, I just see you having so much fun with that. So that that'll be cool, I think, for you guys. For sure. Sorry, I kind of derailed. No, that's okay. That's okay. I've, <laughs> I've never been to Freeport. Um, I I know it's it's a lot of people kind of rank it pretty low as far as ports go, and a lot of people will will pick mm -hmm. that one to stay on the ship. Uh, I do have a friend, Mark, who went to a place called Dead Man's Reef and said it was pretty good snorkeling there. But I haven't heard of a lot of positive excursion things to do there, so I'm I'm right. always curious about that one. But that may be the one to stay on. Mm -hmm on there and then so then but technically before that but since we're traveling backwards you were in Cozumel that was the the port stop right. before that and uh um you did you have a sea day between Cozumel and Freeport or was that a back one day after that we did we had a sea day between perfect day and Cozumel and then between Cozumel and Freeport the, the one thing I did want to say though the and I know we're going to get to the whole diving thing and everything like that but the group of people that i met on that dive they kind of like stuck together because everyone was divers and i i was on that dive the second day and we'll talk about it but a lot of them did the dive the first day too and um that same group of people were trying to make plans for cozumel and for um freeport the cozumel one ended up not working out because of the weather but the freeport one did and so most of them that were on that dive went in freeport and i ran into the guy that was kind of leading everything in the um in, on the promenade afterwards and he said it was one of the best dives that he's done in the bahamas um was that freeport dive so that's uh, good, there's definitely some good dives to be had there i i honestly just had guessed in my brain that there weren't even scuba excursions available in freeport but that that is really encouraging to know yeah so that that's cool that's mm -hmm. cool so, so it's not through the ship, so you have to organize it through, through yourself. Okay, but but there, but Freeport's not huge; like it's accessible no. to do that. So you were able to do that then, I guess you you didn't have to do excursions through the cruise ship. I know that was one of the things that had been talked about. You were able to to do excursions outside of that. Yeah, you were able to do whatever 
whatever you want it, basically. There's no restriction. I think, though, now there is, if you have children that are not vaccinated, you must do an excursion through the ship if you're going to get okay. off the ship. But the week that I was on, that was not the case. So you were allowed to just roam freely. So you had some kind of lousy weather in Cozumel? Yeah, you know what? The week that we went, that was the week of June 12th. Um, there was that little tropical system that was kind of hanging around like Mexico, Yucatan area and working its way up to Florida. So it was, I think we kind of had maybe some rain uh, as well that we towards the tail end of that week. But yeah, unfortunately, like even going down towards Mexico, like right when we got past around Key West-ish, the weather kind of just turned really overcast and it started to get a little rocky and, uh, Cozumel ended up being kind of a washout and um, it the weather cleared up once we kind of made our way back past Key West. Okay, okay. Did you uh, did you do anything in Cozumel then? Yeah, we actually did. We, we were debating what to do and um, we, we were like, you know, let's just get off the ship. We have to do something. There was a break in the rain. So we walked off the ship and just went around the terminal area and still a lot of stuff there too was still closed. Uh, Cozumel too, you had to wear a mask wherever you were um, inside and out. But what we did, our goal was to try to get to downtown and it's about a two mile or so walk um, just to get some exercise in. And we have a restaurant down there that we like called um, No Name Bar. Uh, it's in the Hotel Barracuda, which is a big dive hotel down in um, Cozumel. And it's actually more geared towards crew. Like it's a, um, it's, it's meant for crew, but they, they have a really nice pool, a really good restaurant. And I guess anyone that's like quit the ship in Cozumel, they throw their name tag on the bar wall there. So there's just a huge wall of name tags from people from all huh. sorts of cruise lines. So, um, and it was actually started by two former crew members, but um, they welcome everybody, so it's not just um, open to crew. It's open to anybody that wants to go. And you can, they have a nice big pool there, a bar, restaurant, and you can even like jump off the rock wall they have there into the water, into the ocean. Oh. And there you can do some, um, you can do some diving just right there, like just uh, shore diving and uh, oh. snorkeling right at that place. So if you don't want to venture too far, um, just go down to the Hotel Barracuda. It's very unassuming from the street side. But once you get past the bar on the inside and go to their back part, it's opens up and it's very nice. That's there's a lot of bars like that in Florida along the beach. <laughs> that's where mm -hmm. you start you're like, what's here? That's that's good to know. I will definitely be looking for that next time in, I'm in Cosmo. And the, that downtown area, I think there is another cruise terminal there that some ships go to. So if you happen to be at that cruise terminal, especially, that would be like super convenient to, to hit that one. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, cool. So, so you guys got to go downtown, have a little food, uh, deal with the rain, and then we'll go back in time <laughs> even further and get to what we really want to talk to you about, which is Coco Cay. First of all, I haven't been to Coco Cay since they remodeled it at all. Um, what the first day you didn't dive, what did you do on the first day at Coco Cay? Or do you say Coco Key? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in the K camp, so Coco Key. Right. <laughs> um, the, the first day that we were there, so that was the second day of the cruise, um, that was my first time there, too, since the renovation. So um, I was there years and years ago and on a tender, and it was just a beach and... I remember them like bringing over beer and liquor from the ship to like put up a temporary bar and things like that. So there was nothing there. This was just amazing. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the only <laughs> word I would use to, to describe their island. I mean, it's immaculate. Um, we were the first guests there, so I guess it should have been. But the the whole island experience is made to feel like you're at a huge all-inclusive resort. So the, the pier is there now. So the ship can just pull right alongside. Um, it's not a very far walk to the actual lands part of Coco Cay, although they do have trams if you need some assistance or um, just don't want to walk. It is covered, which I like 
too. Oh. So it kind of keeps you a little out of the sun. They have like sunshades all the way down the pier. Wow. So um, once you get to the once you get to the end of that pier, though, it uh, opens up into like their main entry area. So in front of you, there is this uh, place called Captain Jack's, and they have live music there. It's a big bar. They have some wings and fries that you can buy for an extra fee, um, which were delicious, by the way. And um, to your right is their, their Thrill Water Park, which we didn't go to this time, but um, there were plenty of people that bought tickets to go into there. It is an extra fee. It was, I think, around $89 or in that ballpark per person to go into that park. And when I say through a water park, it, it definitely looked like a not for little kids water park. <laughs> right. So if that's your thing, if you like thrills, if you like big water slides, if you like wave pools, that's all in that zone. In front of that is their Oasis Lagoon pool, which they say is the largest pool in the Caribbean. It is. It's huge. I mean, it's it's very very big. Zero entry swim up bar. Lots of chairs, umbrellas, everything you need right there. Um, right outside of the pool area is like the main barbecue area where they have all the lunch set up, barbecue food, sandwiches, anything that you want there for free. And then kind of surrounding the pools is beaches. So they have different themes to each of their beaches. So they have one area called Chill Island. And that's just kind of how it sounds. It's like not very loud, not really much music going on, just umbrellas and chairs and beach and water. And then you move over to the, um, they have like a lagoon part, which does not have any waves, but it's ocean fed and um, lots of sand, chairs. And it was great for the baby because there wasn't any waves. Um, then you have the, I guess it would be the north part of the island. That's the Cocoa Beach Club. So that's like an extra fee as well. And what else is up there? Just some more beaches and chairs and things like that. Cool. Yeah, I remember going there and just walking along the beaches. And it used to be hardly anything after you got past like the first beaches closest to where you got onto the island. And it was like the, the one side there was like snorkeling and then there was sort of like water sports. They had a little, a little bit of a floating water park. And then... Um, and then if you kept going around, probably to I, I, what I'm assuming is the north side, it was like seagrass right up to the beach. Um, but really just the whole island is beautiful. And the snorkeling there was amazing for it's not a lot of coral, but like seagrasses and then just some stuff that they've sunk intentionally, but just mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of diversity and, and things like that. So, um, so what did you guys do on the first day? Did you, you just hung out like at the pool and stuff like that? Yeah, we tried to kind of explore everything. So we spent some time at the Oasis Lagoon pool. Um, so that, that was really fun. There, there was a brief thunderstorm that lasted about 20 minutes or so. So they did make everyone get out of the pool. So during that little 20 minute stint, we went to the Captain Jack's just to check that out. They had a, really good um, musician playing there. So we just kind of hung out, listened to him, got some wings. And then we ended up going back to the pool, um, hanging out there. My son really enjoyed the, uh, um, the water park that they had there. That was the free water park. So they have one that's meant more for kids. That's like a big pirate ship. And one that's meant for probably like three to 12 year olds, which is more, it's a splash park, water slide area. Um, not not on the thrill side, like more tame, but it's huge. And he was the only one in there at one point. So there was wow. nobody else there. Yep. So uh, we just we just explored the entire island. And I, I was trying to like eat as much of their different food venues as I could. So they had like their main barbecue, <clears throat> which was good. But then they have this thing called the Snack Shack. And they have just awesome like food to order there that's to, that's free uh so they had uh, everyone raised about, about the chicken, chicken sandwich, sandwich. Oh, I had yeah <laughs> yeah the chicken sandwich. yeah yeah so i got a chicken sandwich uh it was good it, i don't think it was as good as chick-fil-a but you know oh, it was, was, it was good <laughs> um, 
But um, other than that, it, we just, just kind of hung out all day there and <clears throat> really enjoyed ourselves. Very nice. Now, did you vlog any on this vacation or, or no? I took a ton of video and, and I just didn't do any live uh, vlogging. There are plenty of people there that were doing it. So if you want to yeah. um, like just <laughs> YouTube that, I'm sure you'll find a ton of people that had way more fancy camera equipment than I have. I just, <laughs> I just shoot everything right now on my like iPhone 12 or whatever. Um, but I took a ton of video at, on Perfect Day, so I'm I'm gonna put out some videos that are more geared towards one about our room, one about Coco Cay, one about cruising with a toddler. So a couple things to that I'm that I'm working on right now. Very cool. cool. Very cool. All right, let's get into the the meat of the of this. So the second day, this is the thing that that Kimber and I are really curious about. You went scuba diving at Coco Cay, which I've seen scuba diving there. I've never gone scuba diving there, but it sounds like they're not diving in the same place that they used to as well. So tell us about the diving at Coco Cay. Yeah, sure. That and uh, that was definitely a highlight for me. Just uh, just to go diving. My, my wife's not a diver, so if we're somewhere, she'll just say to me like, "Go book a diving trip. Like, I'll be fine. I'll just sit by the pool." So we, I booked a diving trip the second day and. They, the first day we were on the ship, they gave me my ticket for it, like store excursion ticket. I had a meet at 8.30 in the morning at the dive shack. So they have a dive shack that's on Chill Island. So right when you get on perfect day, you go towards the left um, once you get off the pier. And then there's some beach in front of you there. You walk on that beach kind of where, like, I guess there's some vendors just selling t-shirts and <clears throat> Bahamas things. There's a, uh, a big dive shack there. So you check in with them. They get you all sorted with your equipment if, um, if you need it. Some people brought their own stuff. Like I brought my own mask and um, uh, like my own uh, boots and stuff like that. But I, I didn't want to bring the whole shebang. So I left that. I just borrowed the, the other stuff from them, like the regulator and the BC and stuff like that. They get, get you all geared up, and uh, you're to the point where you have your tank on, and you walk about 50 yards or so to the water. And right before they do that, they do give you a little briefing on you know what the plan is for the dive. So um, you walk about 50 yards into the water. You get about waist deep, and then you put on your, your fins. And, and at that point, they bring over a jet ski with like, <laughs> I guess you you would use it to evacuate somebody maybe if they had an injury in the water. It's like a backboard sort of thing. And they just tell you to like, go onto it belly first. Obviously you can't be on your back because you have a tank on. Right. And there's like two ropes on the top and you grab them and they're like, are you ready? And you just give them a thumbs up. They tell you to put your regulator in because of the fumes and stuff like that that's coming off the jet ski so and the water that can splash in your face so yeah once you're ready to go they start towing you out there and they don't go super fast so it's not like it's not a wild ride but i'll tell you like just carrying my own body weight plus the weight of this the gear and then you're going through water you know that's pushing against you i was like losing my grip a couple times i had to readjust and you're just hanging on to rope with i should have brought um a tip if anyone wants to go scuba diving on coco Cay. bring like dive gloves with you just so you can get like some grip on that on that rope but <laughs> where where they tow you is between Coco Cay and Great Stirrup Cay, so Norwegian's private islands. They're, both oh, okay. islands are very, very close to one another. And that's where the majority of the things to see are in terms of coral and sunken things and just marine life. So um, they tow everyone out there. Once you're out, the there is a rope to hang on to. The towing was individually. Individual, so you had to wait for everyone to get out 
Yeah, I actually went first. So I was the first one towed out there and I just hung on to like a kind of like a buoy that they had out there just with my BC just inflated a little bit and was just kind of hanging out until everyone was there. There was six of us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there is like, there is someone from Coco K, like a dive master, I guess that stays there with you. Okay. And then there's like two dudes on jet skis that are doing the, uh, doing the driving back and forth. Okay. That's so funny. This is, this is, this experience just is worth it just to get out there. This sounds amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So they, so they tell you um, Oh yeah. They, uh, yeah, they tell you out. And then once everyone's there and there was about six of us, I'd say on the dive. So there wasn't many people. Um, they, you know, just make sure you're good to go. And then you just, before you, you even got out there, they do assign you like a dive buddy. So, you know, who to be responsible for, but you sink down. I think the we got down at that first, uh, when we went down about 30 feet or so. And, um, then we just followed the dive master around. So he was actually my buddy for the for the dive. So I was kind of just second in line behind him. And uh, he was good. I mean, the, the dive master was good. It was probably his maybe second time with guests, you know, since the whole shutdown. So the one thing I will say is out of all the dive masters that I've had or tour dive tours, he wasn't like the best at making sure people were kind of accountable behind him like that all six people were there and he wasn't the best about like asking people what their air was but i mean you're only you're only 30 foot down you're not going to use a lot of air so that's the good news (laughs) but um maybe he was just rusty i don't know but he kind of led the way for the dive and we saw um all sorts of coral and then it kind of dipped off into a shelf and down there is where they sunk a plane. So there's like a plane that you can uh, uh, scuba dive around. And um, then he kind of takes you from there into more of a grassy area, which I think you were explaining about before and all different marine life in all three areas. So that was kind of cool to see like the coral and then where the, the shelf was like shelves always amaze me how much, cool stuff you can find there like mm-hmm. where the where everything drops off and that's where we saw the uh, spotted eagle ray right oh. where that drop off was and that thing came right towards us and i mean i've in hawaii i've done a manta ray dive so i've oh, seen manta oh, rays nice. well. <laughs> but uh the the spotted eagle ray that that was probably one of the coolest things i've ever seen like outside of a, an aquarium I know. I think you guys have one, right? At, at yeah, Florida yeah. Aquarium. Yeah, yeah, we got. We just got a new one too. But yeah, but it's not the same. Seeing them in the wild is always cooler. Right? Yeah. yeah, and they yeah. are beautiful, beautiful animals. And we did see some. Um, what else did we see? Uh, it was a cruise creature a couple weeks ago. The um, the guys from Australia had it as their cruise creature. The things that can kill you. The uh, oh, like, what, a cone snail? Or yeah, some cone snails. Oh. We saw some. Oh, cool. Cone snails. <laughs> Yeah, so we did see some of those, so that was interesting. And honestly, I wouldn't even known what they were unless I was listening to the podcast <laughs> and then looked them up afterwards. So uh, that was kind of cool because who knows? I might have touched it. <laughs> I don't know. But, well, the Caribbean uh, ones aren't lethal, but they can still give okay. you a they can still give you a pop though. So <laughs> right, right. But um, yeah, the, the dive itself it probably lasted about. 50, 55 minutes. Oh, that's a long and, time. Um, yeah, it's a real, it was to the point where I was kind of exhausted just from, uh, you know, just being down. And I forgot to pack a rash guard. And so I was kind of hurting because I had my shirt off. I just had a BC on. I wasn't wearing a wetsuit. You didn't really need one. So I was kind of getting a little um, rash towards my uh, like armpit area. So I was like ready kind of for it to be over. <laughs> but right. th- how they how they end it is they basically you're underwater, underwater, and you're noticing the depth getting like lower and lower and lower. And then finally you're at like 
two foot. And you're like, where am I? And you pop up and you're right there on the beach where you started. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Cool. So you're yeah. actually you're actually going back to Coco Cay. So it ends yeah. up as a, as a beach dive, sort of. Yep. Or you come up. Sort that's of. really interesting. That, yep. that sounds different. Like where the snorkel area is at Coco Cay, the, there's like um, two almost like jetty walls. That There's like a mm -hmm. space between them. I don't know if they're natural or, or artificial but and then if sometimes they would let you snorkel through that area and it would drop down to maybe about 30 40 feet but there was hardly any coral it was all just rocky area it was real close to coco Cay, and so i would go down and i could snorkel down and, and see everything the divers could see but this sounds like a much better experience and one right. of the things i love about the snorkel area of coco Cay is it has it has a plane there it's got it's got a little bit of coral, not as much as probably what you saw, and it's got the grasslets, but it's it's got these different like ecosystems. So you do see a lot of a lot more different types of animals than you would see if it was just one habitat, which for me is really cool. And and so it, it gives you that opportunity to see that different stuff. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That that sounds mm -hmm. crazy though. That so what the depth was about 30 feet you said was that about the max or when you went down the ledge was it a little deeper there yeah i think the max we hit was about 40. okay huh. so it wasn't a very deep dive but uh, we we did see a lot of cool cool stuff like uh, tons of different types of fish um saw a bunch of different types of parrotfish nice. um uh, all, all different types of rays like that was probably the number one thing that we saw a bunch of was uh rays we saw one turtle that oh, was uh, so yeah, we got to see a lot of bigger animals which is different That's on a dive like usually you don't cool. see stuff like that all the time um but uh yeah that that was the, the spotted eagle ray was the highlight but we saw probably i would say at least three different types of rays when we were down there um you know some were in the sand and some were more just uh swimming around that's pretty. Oh, awesome. We did see. We saw a nurse shark too. One nurse shark. Oh, wow! Oh, cool. Yeah, that's like yeah. one dive. That's, that's checking like all a lot the of boxes. Things. That's like everything we saw in the keys for a week. Of yeah. Dive. Yep. But uh, I, so I'm still how, wanting how to see a reef shark. I haven't seen oh. a, a reef shark really in yeah. person yet. So. I saw one of them. It was. It was pretty. It was pretty <laughs> awesome. How much did that excursion cost? Sixty-five dollars. Oh. Okay, that's not terrible yeah. for. A, I mean, it's one that's dive, but, but it's a long dive. It's long. Um, how was how was the quality of the BC and the reg and their equipment? Was it decent quality? Yeah, I mean, uh, I had no issues with it. We did see a slight accident, um, but I think it was someone that brought his, his own gear. I think he brought his own regulator and literally they attached it to the tank and we were walking to the beach and it blew. It sounded like a gunshot. Ooh. Like yeah. the whole thing blew, and they're like, "Well, uh, glad it happened out here, and not while you were thirty foot underwater, you know." Right. But uh, yeah, that was the only thing we saw. But I think that was his regulator. So, and he even self admitted he's like, "I bought this at a thrift store like two weeks ago." And you so. should have just used the equipment that came with it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the equipment was good. I was talking to some some of the guys that were working the dive shop, and they said. Um, that they've been back on the islands now for about eight weeks and they live there full time. Oh. Um, so they, they said there was a lot of maintenance. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. There was <laughs> a lot awesome. of maintenance to do with yeah. the uh, equipment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. That's awesome. I want to do that dive. I know, right? That sounds really cool. Yeah. That's, the, that's cool that you got to go to Cook. Coco Cay for two days too. I it? think I think that's the way to do it because like I would love to do that dive, but I also want to like. There's so much. I, there. I want to see. Cause, well, so I've never been there. Yeah. But yeah. also, I think that's the way to do it. You have to go for like one of those two day things. Yeah. Or you just have to go on a lot of cruises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're done the dive yeah. by like <laughs> ten. What is it? Yeah, probably like ten fifteen. You're finished. So at least you got an early start. You know. Uh, so they still have a good chunk of day. You still have the whole day. Yeah. yeah. And there's not a lot of tra travel time yeah. back and forth. So, yeah. Cool. That's cool. Well, Nick, um, since since you're on here and you saw that really cool animal, and uh, we asked you if you had a, a 
a request, we're going to go ahead and jump into our cruise creature. So go ahead and play our play our intro there, Kimba. <laughs> Oh, I'm back. We're back. Okay. So our cruise creature this week, to, to in honor of our guest here, is the spotted eagle, right? That you spotted in, uh, in Coco Cay. Spit all over I, me. It's, it's the spitted eagle ray right now. You're an eagle ray? Right? <laughs> yes, and I'm spitting. Ew. There's a spitting cobra. Couldn't there be a spitting eagle ray? Anyway, <laughs> spotted eagle rays, they are, they are absolutely beautiful. If you're not sure what they look like, um, one, you can watch Finding Nemo, and that is the... Mr. Ray. Yes. But also, you can put a picture. I put it in the stream yard. Oh, thing. you put one on there? We're so already prepared for this. So if you are watching this now or later, there is a spotted eagle ray. But if you're not, they they get pretty big. So if you read the information about them, it'll say that they can get up to like 10 or 11 foot wingspan. But most of the time, they're closer to six feet. I've never seen, I've seen quite a few of them. I've never seen one bigger than maybe three feet. So, but apparently they do get that big. And up to 500 pounds and they are in tropical areas all over the world so our australian friends that are they're hanging out with us tonight they're over by them they're over here in the caribbean they're in hawaii where, where your mom is right now and uh she, she did make sure to mention that i, I, saw, I saw that no i saw that yes yeah. i saw that she's in Kauai right now yeah but uh but, Poor thing. but beautiful animals so they have that ray counter shading where they're pale underneath dark on the top for that camouflage benefit of what they're looking down into the dark water underneath with the light shining through. But then on the top, they sometimes they look blue in pictures because of the water, but they're really kind of a dark brown. And then they have white either spots, like their name would indicate, or rings on there. And, uh, and that just makes them just gorgeous. Um, they also have a little bitty dorsal fin near the back. And then they have multiple spines right at the base of their tail. So different stingrays have spines at different points on their tail. With the spotted eagle ray, it's right behind that, that dorsal fin, right at the back of that sort of disc part of their body. Now, they like to eat things like mollusks and uh, marine worms. And they have like this weird sort of nose. And they'll kind of shovel into the sand and just suck stuff up and then they have for teeth they have crushing plates which i have a picture of their uh teeth on here too that i found on the good old internet and so these crushing plates what they'll do is say it's like a say it's like a crab or something they'll smash it or it could be a snail could be that cone snail uh they'll smash it and then they have these little halfway i don't know if i'm saying that word right but things that they can kind of spit the shell pieces out and just get the meat out of it, or the soft portions of the meat out of it, so they can eat that. Pretty crazy. That's right? cool. They're really cool. They really are cool animals. They are. Um, they are ovoviviparous. I know. A, I know that word. I know. Tell everybody what that means, because. So they, they have eggs, but they have the babies inside them, and then they come out. You got it. So they're so they have internal <laughs> eggs. So they their babies are born. They appear to be live bears, but they're technically not placental like like a true live bear. But uh, they usually they don't have a lot of pups. Stingray babies are called pups. Uh, they don't have a lot of pups, and uh, but when they do, they're adorable. They're like 10, 12 inches they're wide. They're like teeny tiny versions of the big version. Yeah, yeah. And here's one of the craziest, coolest facts about spotted eagle rays. They love to breach. They love to jump up out of the water and splash down into the water. And there are several reasons why we think they do this. Uh, one of them is to get rid of external parasites that may be on them. So they smash into the water, especially the ones that are on the underside of their body. But uh, they also possibly do it to escape predators where they're being chased by something. I think they do it for fun, but that's just my personal Right? If I could do that, I, mean, I would do it for fun. We, we just watched the movie Luca. Yeah. And they jumped out of the water and they jumped did. back in. They did. And that, was, that was science, right? So, <laughs> but then, but then the, the weirdest, the kind of coolest one is the females, when they're ready to give birth, sometimes will jump out of the water and hit the water because it'll force the babies out. <laughs> so they're like, talk about that for childbirth. Like, yeah, that's, that's crazy, right? Quick and done. Right? No long labor there. Just 
Boom. I, I guess little baby if I was going to have a baby, I'd like to be a spotted eagle, right? <laughs> but, they're, but they're really, yeah, they really are cool. Now, they have some predators like uh, hammerhead sharks specifically. We like to eat them quite a bit, and there are a few other shark species that will go after them. Other than that, though, they don't have a lot of issues. They are a species of least concern, which what that means is that they are environmentally doing okay. There is some concern about that, though, because it's hard to get counts on them. So how accurate is that? Uh, they do have the same problems a lot of animals have getting caught in nets as bycatch and you know, all the, the usual stuff, but they their population seems to be doing okay, but they are a species that, you know, science is paying attention to just to keep an eye on them and make sure that that is the case. But yeah, that's the spotted eagle. It's a great animal. I'm yes. so glad you saw one, Nick, because that is really cool. I can't believe we haven't done that as a cruise creature yet. Well, there's so many good cruise creatures. I know. And I sometimes I hesitate on some of the coolest ones because I'm like, how long are we going to be able to do this podcast? I don't want to blow all the cool animals in the first, like, we're almost at 100 episodes. We are. So uh, so we gotta, we got to save them for, you know, <laughs> for the right time. It's like a fine bottle of liquor or wine or something. You know, you see Ooh, it for that we special have occasion. a bottle of wine. We do. We do. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Just remembered <laughs> it. I was thinking, yeah, that I might need to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nick, anything else you want to add to our conversation? Any any final notes on, on your cruise or anything? I would say, um, man, that two days a perfect day, that spoiled me. And I'm like, I, I'm looking for cruises now that have two private island stops now. And they're hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. And the, the perfect day ones are really hard to find. But you can do like the perfect day in Labadee in one cruise. But, um, man, I hope Royal... Um, Here's some here's some things and does a couple more uh, double dips at Coco Bay. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was awesome. We need to meet in person because we're like right across the bay. Yeah. Uh, or if, I know, I think you have. Do you say you have a pass to the aquarium? Yeah, uh, actually, we've been meaning to come over there just to try out the splash pad. Since yeah, I, uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's up and going. If and when you do that, make sure to let us know so we can. Uh, we'll we do. can Come and say hi and hang out and all that good stuff. But yes. yeah, thank you so sure. much for joining. And remember to check out his YouTube channel, which is linked in the show notes. Do you remember already. what it's called? It is called it is called Making Waves. Almost. Almost. It's Make Waves. <laughs> make travel, waves. Make waves right? travel. I, yes. I just like to point out that I remember things and yeah, he doesn't. I, I have I have I was telling I was telling Austin who started the aquarium. I'm like, I've worked here for nine years. There's people that have worked here that long. I don't know their names. Unless it's a scientific name, then I can remember it. But if it's just a regular person name, it's just in. What's my name? Kimber. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up then. All right. Well, on that note, I think it's time to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Well, here's the after the credits part. Uh, uh, look again, Nick. Thank you for for joining us. Uh, sure. It was really it was really cool to hear about that stuff. That so much there's so much information right now that's new with cruising. Yeah, it's happening, and then it's doing all this weird stuff. Yeah. I know um, you mentioned doing the two private island thing, and I know that uh, our friends just told us that they. They were supposed to go to Bimini with Carnival, which is weird. Yeah. But then Bimini, I guess, is having some COVID numbers, so they're getting rerouted to two days at Half Moon K, which, hmm. um, which is a pretty popular oh, place too. COVID numbers? I didn't know that was the reasoning. That's what that's what they think. I, it oh, was okay. it was actually it was a Facebook conversation. Yeah. Got it. Um, so yeah, so hopefully that'll 
They better get, get that in control before November. Well, hope, I hope so. I'm, I, I would, I've said, oh, it'll be okay by then. Way too many times. I know yeah, better than to right. say that anymore. But <laughs> yeah, the bad part about the Bahamas is a lot of people that I interacted with there, they still don't even have access to the vaccine. Yeah. So it's, it's just... I don't really think it's Americans going there so much. It's more just, and I think it's happening in a lot of countries, right? Just they don't have access to it yet. So it's causing some of these COVID numbers to go up in certain places. I know, uh, I know we have several friends from Australia that are, that are in here and I know they keep getting locked down. I think it's, I think it's the same with them. They just have limited access right now to vaccines. So hopefully that'll start to, Hopefully that'll start to spread out more and these people will be able to have access and we can get rid of this stupid pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs> Did you do a lot of other traveling? Like, uh, do you travel around Florida a lot or? Uh, I actually travel quite a bit for work. So um, okay. I, not so much during the pandemic, but I think, I mean, this year I've taken just about 50 flights. So usually, oh, wow. Usually a year, I'll take about 120 for my oh, job. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm usually out and about quite a bit, but uh, it's, it's definitely tamed down a little bit. It's getting slightly back to normal. Like this week was the first week that I actually met my team um, all together in Austin, Texas. We had a meeting. So that was nice because we haven't seen each other face-to-face in 16, 16 months or so. Wow. Huh. Wow. Are you a pharmacist? Is that correct? Yeah, pharmacist by education, but I I don't like do any sort of actual pharmacist work anymore. I, I work for a drug company, okay. so um, no, no, uh, no CVS or anything like that. <laughs> my the reason I ask is my dad. My dad's a retired pharmacist, so I, okay. I, I thought I saw that on your YouTube and or on your Facebook, and I'm like, yeah, oh, it's, it's like my dad, but. Yeah, <laughs> Very cool. Well, anything, anything else you want to talk about with uh, here? Or we? Um, I mean, I just like to say I think it's. I, I'm really glad that that Nick came on because I know that all the the creators are doing their videos and stuff, but I feel like Nick has a different yes. kind of perspective. So Unique I think that's that's really cool. That yeah. thank you for coming on. Oh yeah, anytime. It's it's a different perspective than most people are probably <laughs> used to seeing. Absolutely. Anybody in the chat got any questions since we're now okay, the, the chat, chat was pretty quiet. Yeah, they were, I think, cause we were, we weren't talking to them as much today cause we were. Because they were listening intently <laughs> to what I, Nick had I, to I, say. I think, I think so. I think, um, I think there was a lot of really. Stacy said, thanks for sharing that. Interesting, uh, interesting information tonight for sure. So very cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll we'll wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Wrap it, wrap it, wrap it. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna call it a night. So, uh, thank oh. you again, and thanks you, thank, thanks you. See, this is why I need to wrap it up. Thank you to everybody who uh, who joined us tonight, and everybody who watches this or listens to this down the road. Cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye, Nick. Bye, everybody. Thanks for having me. Bye.